Welcome to the Love Your City podcast. Today we're thrilled to be joined by Millie Voigtlander, come all the way from Montana. Well, Letitia, we're out and about today. We're doing what they call an OB, an outside broadcast. It's a <laughs> yep. radio term. I Live mean, from Pony Express, that's downtown right. Toowoomba. There's a plug. If you're in Toowoomba, Pony Express is a good place to have coffee or a Reuben sandwich or a banana milkshake. <laughs> sure. That's good quality stuff. You always get so excited about <laughs> my yeah. my plugs. Anyway, um, millennial, Gen Z, Gen X, Gen Y. There's so many different terms for the younger generations these days. Which one are you going to settle on today? Uh, look, I just settle on young people. That, that's the easiest thing for do me. You, do you put yourself in that category? Yeah, definitely. When it's convenient? Yep. yep. No, anyone who can cycle 200 kilometres is young. And that's another burn on me, I think, because yep. I can't do that. <laughs> I can <laughs> walk on a treadmill, walk on a treadmill. Anyway, let's move on. Um, we are joined by Millie Voigtlander, yeah, which hello. I said at the beginning sounds a bit like Zoolander, but mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a topic we should avoid on this podcast. Yeah, going to um, change my last name. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Millie. We're thrilled to have you here all the way from Montana. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Teach one of the the key things in uh, a city gospel movement, in seeing a city blessed, seeing it uh, impacted by the gospel. In fact, an important thing in any movement, no matter how evil or good its intention, Hmm. is to pass it on to the younger generation. Um, And so as a part of our Love Your City, as part of the Movement Day cause, there is a big emphasis on developing young leaders. Um, I've kind of just said it, but why do you think that's super important? I've told you what I think. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Look, I think young people have so much to offer to this conversation. They've got so much to give. um, And we just, I think to see a gospel movement in our city, we need every age group, um, every race, (laughs) every gender. um, And quite often this is an age group which a church has neglected or just don't know what to do. So um, it's really vital that we re-engage with them. Millie, welcome again. We just welcomed you before. I'm going to welcome you again. Um, Tell us about your heart. Tell us about your passion. You're here in Toowoomba for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a bit about yourself, about what you do. There's a few questions here I'm loading you up with. <laughs> yep. Go. Yeah. So um, to start, I'm 23. So I do count in this category of young adults. Um, and I live currently in the state of Montana in the United States. The last five years, I've had the privilege of working full time with Youth of the Mission, which is an international um, missions organization for young people to get them into the nations and into the community to do outreach. And through that, I've just really seen a passion birthed in myself for my generation. Um, And the verse that I keep coming back to, and I really think this has been spoken over my generation, is Ezekiel 37, which talks about a valley of dry bones. Mm. Um, being breathed on by the presence of God and it waking up. And I really do think that that is the call of my generation, um, a new breath of God on his people um, and waking up to what he has for us, um, kind of like an army of yeah. people. Yeah. So what are you doing in Toowoomba currently at this time? Yeah, so I have flown across the big ocean to come down to Toowoomba and spend three weeks just asking questions um, and praying, really. Um, the last year of my life, I've really just felt the Lord put on my heart this sphere as well as this specific city. And so I've come to just ask the Lord what he has for young adults in Toowoomba. Hmm. That's so cool that people come to Toowoomba. Um, it's a great place to be. So what are you seeing are some of the needs, particularly with unchurched people, um, un- un- unchurched young adults? Yeah, I think one of the main things that has kind of become my soapbox that I'm standing on is 
really a place of belonging and a place of community and a place of home. Um, I think that as the church, we really do have a call to bring that to people who don't know the Lord. And I just see in the people that I do interact with that don't call themselves Christians, don't call themselves followers of Jesus, they're all still looking for that same place of family, that place of belonging, um, a place where they can involve themselves and really just feel safe. That's brilliant. Um, now, for all of pastors, and I'm a pastor and, mm-hmm. and Tisha's a pastor yeah. too, we dream of that for our churches. Mm-hmm. But I just sense that there's something not quite translating from the way we're doing church or the way we, we sort of uh, predominantly do church in the West, and it, it wouldn't be that dissimilar in Montana yeah, than what it would similar. be in Toowoomba. Mm. Where's it breaking down? What, you know, we read the statistics about young people leaving the church in droves mm. um, uh, and, and, you know, not necessarily walking away from Jesus, but walking away from the church to have that place of belonging, place of community. What would you say as a 23 or as a millennial, mm. as a Gen Zer, <laughs> as we would call you here in Australia? Um, what would you say to pastors and church leaders who are in our generation and above, what's not happening mm-hmm. that is creating a place for young adults to feel that way in the churches currently? Yeah, I think there really is a bit of a disconnect in um, the reality is that our generation, I think, wants that. But I think the way that the church has traditionally offered that is something that's just unattractive to mm. my generation now. And um, even as someone who loves the Lord and is really passionate ab- about God and worshiping and um, understanding the word better, I think there's this uh, deeper desire to connect with society and connect in the real world and to kind of take off the um, mold of what church has looked like or to take off um, what we would see as almost like the formula for church Mm, and kind of be in a place that feels more real. My generation (laughs) is obsessed with authenticity and it's a word that gets thrown around and has kind of changed meanings now based on my generation using it in a variety of ways. But I think there's a hunger for this community that looks more authentic and natural and normal. So not necessarily being invited into a church building or invited even into a small group or invited into those things. But I think people are just hungry for genuine relationship and to be known in that way and not necessarily in the name of a program. Yeah. We talk a lot about um, a new church for the new world. Um, What would that look like for you? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I have been rattling on about my vision and what I would love to build someday. And that really is just a home and a house. And I think that this vision is something that is on the heart of God, not in the specific what it is, but in the heart behind it. And yeah, just having home and community there and inviting people into normal life and inviting them into a place where they want to be so surrounding with food and family and things like that but just happening in my living room not Mm -hmm. as a wednesday night group or not as a small group or not as a bible study but just as i met you on the street and do you want to come in and can i feed you and being in relationship in that place and in that way um so that's at least what it looks like for me but i think for different people it will take their passions and what they um, love, whether it's arts or whether it's sports or whether it's, um, yeah, a variety of things and figuring out what does it look like to use those things to mm. reach other people that love those things as well. Yeah. Yeah, I love, um, we, we talk again uh, about um, the church gathering and the church scattering and how s- uh, the, both are super important. 
Um, and if we, if we get uh, serious about the mission of God, it's actually the scattering mm. uh, these days uh, that is going to be most effective in, mm. in loving your city, in, in transforming your city, seeing your city blessed and, and uh, the peace and prosperity of the city. For, and I heard, I heard before when you answered the question before that, you know, your generation longs to be uh, engaged in society, engaged in community. What needs to happen for your generation when the church gathers Mm. that will inspire, equip, prepare, envision, empower all those good positive sounding words, uh, your generation for when they scatter to their workplaces, to Mm. their neighborhoods or wherever else. Yeah, one thing that I am realizing is this need for lordship. Um, And I really believe that as we look at the gospel and the message of the gospel, it's not just a gospel of love, a gospel of grace, a gospel of salvation, but it really is an understanding of God's lordship and I think primarily as the church, we've preached the gospel in light of Jesus is our savior. And we know that message and it's really good for when we need to get saved and when we need to get to heaven someday. But I think there's something that the Lord is changing in our perspective that would call us back to lordship in the gospel, knowing that he is Lord, we are not. And that affects our now, not just our past at salvation and our future um, in getting to heaven. And I think as that revelation is really brought and talked about, I think my generation is so quick to grasp on to sacrifice. Yeah. But I think there's a fear there and a journey there. Um, We've been having the conversation about undiscipling. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And what I mean by that is if we look at our culture, we have a secular culture and we're steeped in it. We literally, if you think about a tea bag and a cup of tea, like the tea bag is secularism and it's kind of become who we are. And even as the church, we're affected by that. And so I think as we look at undiscipling from secularism so yeah for an example if we have a buddhist that comes into our midst we know that they need to be undiscipled from their like buddhist mindset and the same with secularism i think we have to be aware that we're undiscipling people from secularism and then discipling them into what the lord has called um i think lordship is part of that process and part of the larger conversation that's brilliant i, I had a um an 18 year old uh kid man i should say come to me on sunday uh, morning after our service and said should we be more thankful uh for jesus coming or should we be more thankful for his death and resurrection <laughs> and my, my response to him was i think i think we need to understand the gospel in the fullness of the gospel in, in new terms because for the last i don't want to put a date on it but maybe 50 years or so we really have focused on the death and resurrection of Jesus being the gospel. Mm. I think we need to get back to, and I, I hear you saying it, and, and maybe I could reflect this back to you. Uh, we need to be, be speaking about the full gospel of the mm. pre-existence of Jesus. He's always been. Mm. Uh, his kingdom has always been yeah. around to his life, mm-hmm. to his death, to his resurrection, and now his eternal reign. And yeah. that's the full gospel. That, that to me is much better news than just the death and resurrection. That's brilliant. Like that's, we, yeah. Our sins are forgiven. We're yeah. washed clean, all that sort of thing. But there's actually, you know, submitting to his lordship and his eternal reign. Yeah, and I think recognizing the importance of, yeah, the life of Jesus. And there's so much, I think, beyond the, like, we've made the gospel simple and the message of the gospel is supposed to be simple. But I think we've simplified it to just those two points instead of realizing the full package of what it is. And I've just recognized as I even introduced the full picture of what the gospel is and and what it means that sacrifice is part of the gospel and that is part of our call as Christians. Um, It changes changes lives in general, we know that, 
but I've just discovered this passion that erupts in my generation when they recognize what it actually means for them um, and the call that comes with it. That's brilliant. We um, were just in a meeting this morning with some pastors, local pastors from Toowoomba, and just talking about the responsibility that we have to release the next generation. Um, and I guess, you know, through this podcast, it's um, we want to we uh, challenge and inspire other leaders out there to be a, not to be afraid to release the next generation. And, and you were just saying how just to allow them to risk and fall forward. How important is that? Yeah, I think... Um we have a generation of fear too, a fear of failure. Um, and so I think part of this whole conversation is looking at allowing us to risk and take risk and fail forward. I was yeah. saying that um, there will be failure, <laughs> but I think we're awesome at failing forward and getting up again and continuing on. And um, I think part of the importance of it really comes down into feeling believed in, mm. um, knowing that we are uh, being supported and raised up to be sent out. And I think yeah. allowing us to take risk and yeah. um, having that position is part of knowing that we're believed in. Yeah. That's and I brilliant. think the challenge for us in moving forward is that the church is not going to look the same way as it has. And for us as leaders to be okay with that, yeah. um, that if we're not running a young adults program inside our church that builds up our numbers, but to be able to just uh, really see our young people released yeah. is a key yeah. for a gospel movement. Yeah, and I, I think just to add one more thing, I've just noticed as I've talked with young people, they have vision and yeah. they have heart and they see how to reach their generation because they're part of it. Mm. But I think part of that risk taking is to listen and to say, hey, what what looks different than what we've done before and actually yeah. giving the freedom to let them try. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Yeah. Listen up, listen up, people. <laughs> I'm listening. Um, Millie, before I press the record button, we were chatting about what we're going to chat about. Uh, you mentioned a, a graffiti piece in in your in your country, somewhere in Montana or somewhere in the no, states. No, it's it's somewhere else, and I don't. I want to say it was in Kansas, but I'm not really sure. Um, but there's a ministry that uh, has kind of found it, and there was this giant, basically spoken word written on a wall in graffiti. Um, and I just want to shout out to it because I think it really is the call of my generation, and I think. Um, I've played it for many people, probably hundreds over the last few years, and always just seeing this response and kind of a rising up. And I think it really speaks to the heart of young people. Mm. And mm. so it's just called The Vision. Mm. Um, you can look it up on YouTube. And yeah, we'll put a link on uh, yeah. on this podcast so people can have a look at that. Um, I'm keen to look at it myself. Uh, yeah. But yeah, give it a, give it a go. Um, Millie, uh, we love that you're championing and speaking up as a young person. I think it's, I think in my experience, it's easier for... Uh, young people maybe just to, just to go they're not going to listen I'm taking off but you, you are with grace mm. and and with a, a lot of grace speaking up and, and talking about um, the rising up of this generation mm. in in one last word um, if you were sitting eyeball to eyeball with a with a pastor of a, of a church what would be the one thing you would say to them um, to, mm. and you've pr- you might have said it already but what's the one thing you'd say uh, to that pastor to, to, to help them to to release and inspire millennials? I think it's just two things. Um, Create a place of safety for young people to work through some of those hard questions that they're asking and needing to sort through in their generation. Um, Yeah, and I think create that space for them to risk and to be believed in and backed. That would be my final word on it. That's awesome. Um, Now, Sam, maybe we should just give a plug for YCI, something we're launching here in Toowoomba. 
just kind of came out of our vision and heart to see uh, young people across the city between the ages of 16 to 35 um, be trained and equipped and resourced into leading in the city, in their workplaces, in their passion. Um, I guess this is our attempt to um, yeah, really equip the younger people in our city. Uh, so we're, that's a little thing that we're stepping out with here in Toowoomba. Mm. Yeah, and I think the heart behind that, Tish, is, um, you know, we, we've been, over the years, we've been really good at training leaders in churches, but predominantly for mm. church ministry. So, mm. so for me, you know, training up youth leaders or worship leaders or whatever else it be, preachers, that sort of thing, we, we've done that well. But I think we could do better, and I'm not saying that everyone fits this category, but we could do better in training people training young people mm. to be leaders in their context where mm-hmm. they actually spend most of their time yeah because if you've got a youth leader they might spend a couple of hours on a friday night leading youth but they're in their workplace for 40 plus hours in a week how can we equip them how can we resource how can we inspire them to go what would it look like for the kingdom to come here through me in in that in my workplace yeah. or, or where i'm studying or wherever yeah um, and to help young people to understand that wherever they are right now yeah. That's God's call on their life. Mm. It's not one day when, you know, one day when I decide to go to the mission field, I was doing the little, you saw me. Air quotes. Audio, <laughs> not, what do you call them? Air quotes. Air quotes, yeah. Um, <laughs> life is a mission field, you know. Um, or it's not my call when I go to Bible college to become a pastor. If you're a follower of Jesus, you're called and you're called to be exactly where you are. And, yeah. and that's what we want to pass on to the to the your generation, <laughs> Millie. So we really appreciate you giving us time today to yeah. be their voice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're really struggling how to, how to wrap up our conversation. So if you have any advice, just, just comment or send us an email. Just say, you know, it'd be nice to finish with, you know, maybe joke of the week or, joke. you know, something like that. Just a synchronized sure. amen. That's, That's yeah, synchronized right. amen. Synchronized I'll give you Ken goodbye. in a sec. Because you can see by, you know, this is, this, is, this is awkward. And we're going to end it now. So let's go. Three, two, one. Amen. Goodbye. Amen. Goodbye. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>